a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Monster Cup Wrap-Up Show. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Mathis. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant coming up uh, very shortly. And, uh, yeah, flyracing.com, everybody. Check them out now. You saw the Seafoam gear out this weekend, limited edition stuff, light hydrogen line as well. Um, available uh, Evo. They got the BOA system on there. New FR5 boot as well from the folks at Fly Racing. So they've got lots of exciting things going on. Go to your local dealer. Demand to see Fly Racing and uh, check out all the things they have of course they got a ton of riders out there also uh thanks to alpine stars the tech 10 the premier boot uh in motocross the most advanced boot out there uh tech 10 from alpine stars uh great company great guys uh, alpine stars protects whether it's the tech 10 the tech 7 boot which is the boot of choice for me uh the bionic neck support system the a4 chest protector whatever it is alpine stars can get you dialed in and of course maxis tires thanks to maxis for uh, also helping out with the show mxst line is out now developed by jeremy mcgrath great tires great company whether it's your light truck your trailer your mountain bike their mountain bike tires are absolutely killer i guess uh maxis will have you covered and uh, you can go to maxis.com to check out for more things on them and uh yeah thanks to uh thanks everybody for listening appreciate it jt weege monster cup top coming up right now so as i was saying plenty to talk about when it comes to the 2018 monster energy cup to cover it and more on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. My two best friends in the world. First up, from Racer X uh, Online, the voice of GNCC, the voice of Motocross, the voice of uh, Geneva Supercross, the voice of Endurocross, the voice of Flat Track, the voice of Quad Motocross, the Jason Wygant. Yeah! What's up, Weege? I think that was the best one yet. I think you got every single one in. I hope I did, although I don't know if you don't do Endurocross in Geneva anymore, but you did, or I, I don't even know. I'm back. Enduro Cross, I'm back. Oh, okay. Back. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. You and Ricky Rockman? It's a little early. We don't know yet. They haven't even had the race. But Enduro Cross, we're back. Okay, all right. We, we, have you ever yeah. actually been to Geneva? No. That's no. an incredible feat, to be the voice of something that you've never been to. That's, that's right. That's impressive. That's right. The yeah. voice of something I've never been to. <laughs> um, and also, too, that guy is uh, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? I'm here. We're... Uh, well, you guys have Red Bull Straight Rhythm. I have successfully navigated my two off-season oh, events no. I will be attending. No, this and is, I am in the clear. I am on is, Easy Street. Well, I have a real is, job, but I'm on Easy Street as far as traveling until uh, till January. This is the third week of a stretch. <laughs> Why does it seem it so much tougher than normal season? Like how are normal you doing? season, we go, yeah. we go like, you know, crazy amount in a row, and it's no big deal. I don't know, but Weege. <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> it's because, uh, yeah, it's because um, these are not normal race weekends. Like, the Nations was like five freaking days of partying and hanging out, and then this was, what, three or four? Like, Vegas is not the normal weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Nations was definitely not the normal weekend. It felt like a month these last two weekends. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> a lot went down these then, last two weekends, a lot. I got a fill-in guy for I – got, I got a new guy to – Ram it up, everybody's, you know, and uh, so I'm working on things. Yeah, very busy. Yeah, I, I think I'm feeling the burn a bit, too, because I went to Japan for a week, and then I was uh, doing my real job for a week in Seattle. Then that parlayed right into a week at uh, Mudbud in uh, Michigan, 
And then that turned into Monster Cup as well with the added live show, which we need to get into. So I, I think I may have been feeling it a bit more than most, but I I was struggling here at the end. Um, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into it. So yeah, first up, uh, Friday night live Pulpamex Racer X podcast show at the Space here. Um, it 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 went well. Like, I mean, I'm not tooting our own horn here. Everyone I talked to that went and. They loved it. They thought it was great, and, and thanks to everybody who came out. And it, Bradshaw was there, and RV was there, and it was all just epic. Uh, we each, I, it really worked. Yes, um, and I know, as I said at the very top of that show, and you can listen to the podcast on both your podcast network and ours. But the very first thing I said is, the very first part of this project was you two arguing over what it would actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, JT, all in. I think for some reason, Steve, you were very skeptical that anyone would pay money. To watch this, yeah, I think we, I think we kind of split it, right? We, we, neither one of us really won that argument. We split it. Yeah, because I think we could have potentially crammed three hundred people in there without the, we, we only had two hundred. Yeah, without so we the, didn't exactly. Yeah, without the VIP tables, it was held three hundred the room, but they were always setting yeah. the VIPs up, anyways. So yeah. um, we got just got over two hundred people. So yeah. yeah, we could have fit a few more. Yeah, with the VIPs, they couldn't fit the full three hundred. We could have fit a few more. I thought it would be a no-brainer to get 1% of the 30,000 people that go to Monster Energy Cup. We could not pull that off. But the show part, doing the show, the crowd response at the show, that part was 100%. That was great. Yeah, and uh, JT, RV, and Bradshaw were great guests. They were both really good. Yeah, they were, and I think you know if uh, if we can pull a few more of these off, which I know you know we're we're looking at doing. We just need to you know pick when and where and all that stuff. I think the success of that first one will really carry into not only the just. Uh, awareness of people that were doing these, but then I think people that went to the first one, if they're close by, they're going to go again. Uh, across the board from the guests, you know, as you mentioned, Villapoto was just fantastic, and I think we learned a lot, and, and I think we'll we'll have an even better one next time around. I, I think it was a smashing success all the way around. A smashing success! Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was around a lot of Euros in, in uh, Red Bud, so it's carrying over. Maybe I will, maybe maybe their speed will uh, carry over as right, well. Right, right. Um, yeah, it was a fun time, and uh, RV was classic, and Bradshaw was great. Bradshaw was um, reportedly, Bradshaw was pretty nervous, apparently, according to his wife. Bradshaw was a little nervous about the live crowd and everything. So he, he pulled it off, though, but I didn't think Bradshaw got nervous, you know? You didn't see LA Coliseum 92? Yeah, good point. Um <laughs> So, yeah, it was a fun time. Thanks, for everybody, for being there. And we had a little meet and greet that Weege immediately ditched us for because he got he, – he, we said, everybody, go back to Palms. We're going to hang out there and uh, meet fans and everything else. And probably about 30 fans or 40 fans showed up. And Weege was gone within 10 minutes because the JGR guys came by and offered him a free meal. Yeah, that is all true. Okay. That, that, is, uh, that is accurate. All right. Okay. All right. Just check. Like a tornado came through, and there were like stakes in the tornado, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like a dog. I blame Car- I blame Carrie Joe. Why? How's that? I blame Carrie Joe for uh, Weege's lack of enthusiasm at the to go to a meet and greet. <laughs> um, I, don't I don't get it either, but I, I don't know. maybe JT's going to get further himself. I'll in leave trouble. it there. Oh yeah, yeah, Obviously. exactly. Um, okay, so I'm very confused. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Live show was good. Uh, you're gambling on after the race to Weege. Uh, congratulations on that. That that couldn't have gone any better for you. We, uh, JT, I've never seen somebody so excited for $35. Uh, that's about how I pictured it would go. Um, honestly, Weege, that was the most profitable move you could ever make. Make some money and get the hell out of there. That does not happen <laughs> very often for most people. <laughs> and he didn't read, Weege, you don't really know how to play blackjack, do you? Well, no, I actually ended up making more money because I couldn't figure out how to not play a second hand. Right. Um, these hand motions. And by the way, I have to give full credit, Steve. The only reason I won that second hand is because you told me what to do. I had 12, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to win anything with 12. And you're like, nope, don't do anything. Yeah, dealer had and, a five. Uh, dealer had a five showing, I think. So you, you yeah. have to hit on 16, so you assume they have 15 and a lot of high cards in the deck, and they should bust. Weech, Weech, how mad would you have been if you had lost only because you couldn't get your money off or didn't know how this whole process goes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming blackjack, as far as gambling goes, is about 1% as difficult as many of the other games, yet I could barely, couldn't even really handle it. <laughs> but it was cool, by uh, yeah, the way. I don't but, feel like the, as much as the three of us see each other at races and do this call every week, um, it was uh, the three of us and uh, Pookie hanging out for a couple hours. I don't think that actually happens very often. It was, it was really fun. Um. 
So we yeah, each, each want a hand, and then he's going, this is awesome. This is great. And he's talking to my wife. I just doubled my money. This is incredible. I, I love this. And then as he's doing that, his chips are remaining out there, and the dealer just threw a card at him because the next round starts right away. And he's like, what, what, yeah. what, what, what? And I'm like, you're yeah, in. Yeah. You're, you're in, buddy. You're in for another round. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. I, my dream scenario was Woo! to prove that it could be done, that you could make money and just leave. And it actually came true. I just wanted to show the world when you make money, you walk away, and that's exactly what happened. $35 profit. By the way, don't, that's not I spent 15 and I got 35 back. No, 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 I spent 15 and got 50. I, pro, I profited. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was great. Hopefully, yeah. Weege, maybe, maybe we open a gateway to you. Never play again, Weege. Yeah. Best advice I can give you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, that was a good time. Um, thanks again for showing up to the live show, everybody. That was that was cool. Um, okay, so uh, Monster Cup, Weed, you have some thoughts on this overall race, and and I agree with them. I, I I mean, there were some things to talk about certainly when it comes to this race, and and you know a little more things than usual, including the winner, uh, a random fan winning winning a million dollars. But um, I, I think you're right. It's we got to change this thing up. No, 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 no. Don't, don't brand me. Don't put me in that corner. That was you. That was you saying. No, I have one suggestion. I have one. Look, I feel like every year with this race, there's this giant chorus of, it needs a change. It's broken. Change it up. Change it up. Change. I'm not one of them. I just feel it needs a 250 class. That's all. Okay, but bring, I, in, the, bring in the 250 class. I, I assume you mean drop the super minis. Yeah, you could throw that into. Yeah, oh, okay. so I guess that's one change that involves two things. But I am not this chorus of this event is broken. What's wrong with it? It's so boring. I feel like it's just like a trendy thing to say every year. Like, dude, there was a million dollars on the line and it came down to the last lap of the last race. It doesn't get much better than that. And I know that not everybody races, but most of the years they have most of the top guys. I mean, we had Anderson, Muscan, and Tomac racing. That's not too bad. There's just always this... Like, and this year it's even worse because everyone is so depressed about the nations. There's no doubt that that carried over um, fan-wise. Like, they still want their retribution. They still want answers. They still want revenge. It doesn't matter how good this race is. They're still angry. I get it. I get that. But, no, I don't want to be painted in that this event needs to be reinvented box. That There's plenty of other people saying that. But add a 250 class, please. Drop the super minis. Bring the 250s in and design a better track. The, the reason the track is the way it is is because of Super Minis. Get rid of those guys, and we'll have better track and better racing, in my opinion. JT? Yeah, I agree with some of that. I think the Super Mini class is really dangerous. I just i am really tired of watching, and that's not the right cliche i mean I, it just i cringe every time i watch the super minis because these kids crash so hard and someone gets hurt i watched a kid just ragdoll over one of the sections and he looked to be hurt pretty good i've just watched that so many times over the finish line jump it usually happens at least once rider d was this year but it's been year in and year out so i, I could do without that super mini class out there only because of the injuries i just hate to see that for those kids they don't really have any experience riding a track like that. And then, as you said, it takes away from what they can build for the big bikes. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there. Yep. And, and um, uh, if you had a 250 class, you know, what do we love about 250 class? East-West shootouts. Well, this could be one. Yeah, they go for it, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but as far as the 450 racing in the main race, I, you know, I feel like I'm pretty jaded. Uh, I talked to a few people, and I was – I'm not going to say down on the race. I just wasn't excited, and I'm sure there were that some of that was the post-apocalyptic situation from Motocross the Nations. It was just it really wore on me going into to find any excitement about Monster Cup. I just didn't have it. But then I talked to a lot of fans at the race, and then uh, Sunday and today even, and they loved it. They thought it was fantastic. They just thought it was great. They had an awesome time. All the stuff going on in the pits, the the uh, best whip contest, the monster truck monster truck backflip. There was just a lot of things, and obviously the million was won. A fan won a million, so I'm just going to chalk it up to I was jaded because you know I spent a week in Michigan or nearly a week in Michigan in the mud, and I just it was tough for me to to conjure any excitement. But it seemed like the fans had a great time, so I'll go with that. That's the most important thing is that fans are still enjoying it. I just want to see a better track. You know, that's all. Yeah, and, and that's part of it. That's yeah. you know, you can't have both. You can't have a track that will keep 
keep super mini riders no, safe and no. then also challenge you know oh. eli tomac and jason anderson as well um so okay Savachi lets eli tomac go by in the first main the internet explodes it's probably judging by my twitter feed 50 50 on should joey have done that why did joey do that i hate monster i hate cowie <laughs> i hate joey um, and, you know, it's all, 100 on Hey Joey, I think. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, so anyways, but it's, it's, it's really, yeah, I, we talked about this with the Marvin thing. This is a lot like, and by the way, Weech, the happiest guys are the Red Bull KTM guys right now. The happiest people. Oh, 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 Marvin straight up. I interviewed him uh, and he, I didn't, I didn't want to force him to say it. I'm like, I'm just going to let him say it if he wants and I'm like, dude, I don't know if you happened. I don't know if you knew what happened there in the finale. But last year, you won the million. You were just out front. Are you happy you didn't have to sweat for it like Tomac, who had to pass seven guys to get the money? And I'm like, now he can say whatever he wants about uh, the final yeah, race. Yeah. And he did end it with maybe now they can stop talking about it because <laughs> he clearly moved over. Right. I had um, uh, I had no problem yeah. with with Marv doing that in in New York. I just I just said they should own it. Just own it. Uh, it's teams tactics. These teams pay millions of dollars, and if it's going to help you near the end of a series, then, then go ahead. Uh, I think the, again, we discussed this. I'm sure at that time, but I think the problem is the rule book says you can't do it, so I don't think they can own it. I don't think they're allowed to own it. Well, whatever. Um, you know, there, I don't even know if there is a rule book. So it's a, year, so, it's a year later, just own it. So okay, so now Dunge has Dunge Dunge has Dunge did, it yeah Dunge point. did say it, yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. Savachi kind of owned it, and Eli was not having that. Eli, who was no. very, very critical of KTM and Vegas press conference and at different times about, about Marv giving yes. the win to Dunge in New York two years ago. Eli is... Bunching. Bunching only happened because of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Eli was not having this after the, after the million bucks, was he, was he? Again, I never I never go to the press conference and I didn't get a chance to talk to Eli. Uh, no, and I was impressed. I mean, the press corps was ready and they I, there was actually, I think you were still up there when somebody was up there like, oh, who's going to ask? Who's going to be the one to ask? So um, Steve Cox just straight up said, what do you think? Give Joey 10%? Yeah, Eli was not having that. It was a very stern no comment. Um, um, but can they do better? I mean, Marv could not have done a worse acting job. And this one involved taking a hand off the bar. Like, come on. Yeah. Do a better job. No, nah, I'm with you. Right, JT? Like, don't, don't we, we don't need to point. Just go wide. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the only mistake. I think Joey played it about as as well as you could. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm writing actually about this scenario. The only things I think, and this is all hindsight, these things are happening so fast in a fluid situation, and Joey's trying to, to win a dirt bike race at some point, not worry about Eli winning a million, right? So he's he's having to make these decisions on the fly. But, you know, if you could go back and draw it up, you would, if you're Joey, you slow down a little bit more on the last lap, so he's right on you, and then you just choose you just choose an outside line, and he goes right by. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure somewhere deep down inside him, his pride was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to point so everyone knows." Yep. Like, I yep. really I do yep. believe that because right. for him, he's a racer and they're competitive, and he's going to want people to know that, like, "Hey, I gave this thing to him." You know, I just think that's how this stuff works. Whether it's the right move or not, yeah. I don't know. But I think just deep down, you're going to want people to know. Because I even had people questioning this morning, like, oh, I think he would have got him either way. And I'm like, you're crazy. I Somebody I work with, I was like, seriously, you're crazy if you think he was going to get him. It was over. Wow. Like, Joey, Joey had rem- the gap. There was nowhere to pass. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah, people got to remember that Joey started slowing down over the singles and looking back yep. and all that. It wasn't exactly. just that yep. back section that, that where he slowed down, where Eli was on right. him, you know. Um, right. But do either, either one of you have a problem with what Joey did? Are, are you on no. the 50% that have, a, have an issue? Not at all. Weege? No. No, yeah. no, not at all. I mean, in general, I don't get offended by this stuff. It's dirt bike racing. I don't know why we're like <laughs> pretending like these are high moral situations. Yeah. And this, I mean, what did it affect? It got Eli more money. Eli was going to win the overall anyway. It's not for points. It's not for a title. It's just more money. So I think it's great. I can't quite. Now, at one time, Feld bought an insurance policy for the million dollars. And, of course, we'll talk about the fan that won the million. Uh, he's coming on the Pulp Show tonight. And, Weed, you did a video interview with him. Um so one time, Feld bought an insurance policy uh, for this, but then someone on Twitter uh, told me that the Supercross manager, they didn't give a name, I assume it was maybe Mike Mewey, gave an interview or quoted, was quoted saying this is a Feld's money. There was no insurance policy. What? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, this. It was, it was a guy on Twitter who, like, why would you know the Supercross manager? Like, I, I'm trying to track it down. I couldn't track it down. Apparently, so apparently I'm up in the air. We need to send some text out if there's an insurance policy or if this is Feld's $2 million. So. Right. 
So, because yeah. uh, the fan thing, Feld sent out the information on the fan thing, I think that might have been in August. And I was really intrigued by it, but it just didn't collect much buzz. And it's just the tough thing to always deal with. It's just. Well, why didn't they do it in opening ceremonies, though? Why didn't they do it when everyone was in the stadium? That part I don't get. The money, actual grabbing of the money. Right. This dude grabbed the most. That's why he became the winner. I think they flew 10 people there. But um, even entering the contest and the idea of someone's going to. They fly 10 people there. Someone's going to grab the most money. Someone is going to be in line for the million. Um, I think they announced it in August, and it's just this is the constant uphill struggle. It's like there's nothing you can say about Monster Cup in August that gets people mega pumped. They're just thinking about motocross at the time, and yeah. vice versa during Supercross season. No one's talking about Hangtown in January. It is not. Yeah. So I did write about it in Racerhead. I'm like, can you imagine if we get to the third main event? Whoever gets this <laughs> is going to go nuts. So they yeah. basically knew. You didn't, um, he didn't have to pick a specific rider. It's if a rider wins the million, you get it too. So there was never going to be $1 million handed out. It was either going to be zero or $2 million. Yeah. JT, send a text to Prater. Uh, what do you want me to ask you, if it was insured or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it used to be insured. Um, but maybe, you know, so these, with Marv winning and RV winning, yeah. the insurance companies are like, yeah, screw you. You know what I mean? Sometimes. So, um, yeah. you know, so things like that. But, um, Yep. So yeah, I don't have a problem. Although JT, I would if that if Savachi if Savachi goes two two, no way that that still wouldn't have worked. Two three four, uh, no. So that still wouldn't have worked. But okay, if this was for the overall win, however it went out, Eli didn't sweep the first two. Let's say uh, I would not pull over. I was Joey, right? No. Yeah, for the for the overall win, I think you have to just hold your ground. Yeah. It's it's too big of a deal. Your first grand. inaugural 450 race. Yeah. It's a hundred k. Yeah. You know, you, but you know, it's kind of irrelevant though because you can't, you can't be in line to be the overall winner with you know what I mean. Eli so sweeping it's, million. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's total hypothetical. Right. Um, but it would be an interesting scenario if mathematically right. possible. It would be interesting. Well, anyways, this fan Weech, he he liked our show. He's a fan of the show Weech. The, the guy, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pumped. He knew, you he knew I think he said Dave Mathis, but, well, whatever. I yeah. think the dude was under extreme pressure and stress uh-huh. and anxiety yeah. and and maybe even probably throwing some back. So <laughs> we'll, we'll excuse him calling you Dave. But, yeah, he was all into it. He said yeah. the coolest thing, which he said, look, I could blow this money by Tuesday, uh, but, like, this is just to be able to come here and, like, hang out with Eli Tomac on the podium and meet you. And, I mean, he's going to do your show tonight. Like, for him – like he said, that was worth more than the money. Like he was. <laughs> yeah, I don't insider. know about that. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. But he's like, I live in Washington D.C., man. I don't know anyone that knows motocross. I don't have any friends that know motocross. Like this is my dream to come here and like hang out with these people. You're right. The money does mean more, but the fact that the whole thing right. meant that much beyond the money was right. icing yeah. on the cake. Any questions to Eli about whether he's taking the lump sum or the payout? Uh, yeah, that's another example of how people pile on with this event when oh. people were blasting RV for, oh, it's only 500 grand. I'm like, why, why do we have to do this? <laughs> it's cool. It's a million dollars. Just, just go with it. Uh, <laughs> okay, gonna... so do, okay, why don't we do that? What's the title bonus? What did Anderson get for winning the title this year? A million, million and a half yeah. from his team probably? Yeah. Why does anyone bag on that? I never hear people say, well, it's really only 500,000 because of taxes. Only Monster Cup. Get yeah. bagged on for that. Yeah. No, I know. You can't. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, so, Tomac was good, though, JT. He was really good. Like, really good. He like, was. Like, he were, was you, um... were you out there, were you watching him thinking, A, why didn't you ride this good last weekend, you mother effer? And two, uh, why didn't you, it's obvious you haven't been practicing motocross very much, you mother effer. Yeah, I was thinking more of the latter. Okay, you could right. see where you could, to, to me, you could see what he is. He was prepared for and what he wasn't prepared for. I, you know, I don't know. I talked to the Cowie guys. He rode plenty of motocross, but it would be I'm hard. Sure he did. I, I just don't think that. he was ready. I don't think he was ready for with the conditions he rode in. He looked damn ready for for Monster Cup. He though. did. He did look really ready for Monster Cup. So um, he rode well. Did you get my text? Did you guys get my text about that? But what? Uh, the uh, Feld Feld paid that money. I texted oh. you so you could drop it in there, but Feld paid that there was no insurance policy on that money. So that's two million wow. bucks they they shelled out. 
Wow. Okay. Wow. Nice. So, yeah, the insurance companies might have told him to pound sand. My buddy's an insurance yeah, guy. That's and two out of two yeah. times out of whatever six or seven years that they had to pay it. Right. So. Right. Yeah. They, eventually, you, you get to the point where your premium is seven hundred thousand or something. You know. Well, yeah. I think I think I was reading some somebody that was a insurance guy or had some knowledge saying he could see that policy being four hundred k on a million. So at that point, you're just like, ah, we'll just take the risk yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So Feld's out that money. Um. Damn. Man. But let's let's think about this for a second though. I, I was could this you, is part could, of my article could, could is we, could we could we maybe just put that into the purse? Is, is that, could you imagine Was I talking out loud there? Can you, was I talking out loud there? Yes. Okay. Can you imagine how much more publicity they got because of the million and because the fan won a million? Well did Yeah. But did, think, but but did you read the uh our buddy Schmanton? No. Schmantonovich? No, I, okay. I, I don't only read, I only read racetracks online. Okay, uh, well, there was a uh, uh, well talking about that JT. There was a mainstream magazine called Auto Week, and okay. they basically ripped into the event. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they ripped into the event. That the Monster Energy Rider won the Monster Energy Cup, and how convenient is that? So, well, oh, I mean, I, I think it's the first time one has won in a while, right? Like Anderson and has uh, yeah, been up front, and Eli won it, uh, whatever, right? You, Marvin won. Yeah, it's Anyways. not really played out that way. Right. But I think I think the bigger picture is that it got into a lot of mainstream press that it probably wouldn't have just because of that, that tagline. The million for the fan, the million for the rider. That's that's gonna garner so much more attention than just winning the race in my opinion. Can we just put it in the purse? No, they're never gonna do that. That's <laughs> okay. a pipe dream. Okay, all right. Um so Savachi questions linger as Eli Tomac wins twenty eighteen Monster Energy Cup. Ooh, that's the headline. Oh, did you? Oh, you see it there? Yeah, the auto yeah, right, yeah. questions linger. Like questions linger. I mean, they got the Savachi thing moving over for the monster guy. Yeah. So um, Anderson got second. Rode well. Uh, wasn't a shining star on the event, but yeah, again, rode really well. Especially that. Did you guys see the video of him off the gate that uh, we got from an exclusive source down there? I saw one from Eli at Motocross Nations. <laughs> Okay. Well, there was another one from Monster Cup, uh, and uh, he has – I don't know what he does off the start, but he's basically – he bogs out. I don't know what happens. He just stalls. Oh, that was the first main event when was he was it, last. I think second one, I think. Or second one. Yeah, second one. Second yeah. one. Um, so he rode really well in that one. Uh, but the story, why again, might be Savachi. Like, fast all day. Fast in practice all day. Fast at all the mains. Like we said, he should have won the third main. Savachi. Yeah, he was really good. And yep. – and, um, and you could just see it. You know how you say guys are frisky in practice? Yeah, he just looked frisky. Yeah. There's always these little, like, extra tents that you can see guys going for on, on practice laps in Supercross, just a little extra scrub, a little extra aggression here and there. And guys don't have that some nights when they're feeling tight or whatever you want to call it. And I expected him to be that way since it was his first 450 race. And let's be honest, he's run through the emotional ringer lately, so I didn't know where his confidence would be. So this was impressive. And I did go over and talk to him and his mechanic after practice, and, and like they were somewhat impressed with themselves, too, over, oh, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, not nervous. <laughs> I mean, how do I, how do I say that better? They were kind of expecting to be like, hmm, well, you know, let's feel this out, let's see where we're at, as opposed to relaxed, flowing, not nervous, no arm pump. Um, so that really, that, I think they almost caught themselves by surprise. You never know, taking the test track to the race, how it's going to go. It happened to actually go right. He was good, and unfortunately, a little overshadowed, but he rode great. Yeah, I think so. I mean, for him to go into his inaugural race really not knowing what to expect, he know he hears all the speculation and people saying, you know, why did he get that spot and all. He he knows that. Like he he's not oblivious to it. So I think for him to come out with confidence and ride like that, whether he was you know subconsciously confident or not, which it sounded like he wasn't. He, he certainly didn't show it on the track. I mean, his starts were incredibly good, which is usually a confidence thing. You, you, you typically don't want to be anywhere near the front if you're not confident in going fast. Uh, and, man, in that last one, yes, okay, can, you know, the situation was good for him. Marvin goes down. Eli's in seventh. Anderson's not really at the front either. So he had to deal with basically Vince Friese and, and Chad, who didn't seem to have a, really an, an elite pace anyway. A third place is a good result, but – Pace-wise, he was never really a guy that was going to push the pace. So it was, it was a very nice situation for Savachi to be in in that final moto, but he rode his ass off. I mean, he pulled a gap. He never had any pressure. He never looked like he was, you know, he never looked like the moment was too big for him. 
so I think it bodes well, you know, for the for him and the entire team. Because if you really look at how this could have been, if Eli doesn't do well at this race, Savachi has a bad day, coming off of a horrific motocross in Nations, they could have had a really difficult tone to deal with going into the offseason. You know, just I'm not going to say somber, but I don't think they would have been crazy excited. It would have been, it would have been a, a rough beginning to the offseason. But now flip that, and Savachi kills it. Great job from him. Realistically, he should have been second. Tomac was incredible. He was clearly the best guy. You know, I would say Marvin was the second best guy, but he didn't really get to play that out. But going into the offseason, they've completely flipped the narrative from a horrific motocross nation experience to, hey, we just dominated Monster Energy Cup between our two top guys or our two factory guys, and now we have this offseason to improve on a brand-new motorcycle and, and head into the season. So I think it was a dream weekend for, for that team as a whole. I think uh, I think we actually liked his gear. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, like yeah. remind me of old JT stuff. Oh, uh, that was green and blue. I was afraid you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, good job for Joey and the Cowie guys and everything else. Uh, another story of the race: Ryan Villapoto came out and at the live show. We said, "How how can you be number two? Like you lost, you don't race anymore. Cooper Webb's number two. And he just wasn't he – he didn't care. He's like, I'm number two. Are you colorblind? I'm a blue bike. I'm just like, okay, all right. So he was scored as 2RV. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know you could do this, but um, – Monster Cub, you can do anything you want. I guess. Much. I guess. So he he was scored as 2RV. Uh, he went he – sh- he skipped – he missed the joker lane again on this last lap of his third moto. He should have got ninth overall. And I had a bet with somebody that he would get in the top 10 overall. They said he wouldn't. And I, I had the bet won, and now I lost it because Dum Dum couldn't take the choker lane again. But um, eight fastest in practice and uh, 12, 11. Uh, and it should have been like not, whatever, maybe 13. He got 13th officially, but maybe a little better if he had taken the joking lane. Uh, stock bike with a high compression piston. And he told me a couple times he needed more motor out there. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it was fun having him back. We each, it was, and I thought he rode good. I, he didn't ride amazing. It wasn't an incredible, amazing comeback, but it was fine. It was exciting. It was good. It added to the event. It really was the buzz going into it, and again, I'm not, I'm not sure why everyone was just so bummed on this. Maybe it's just a donations hangover. I even threw out, hey, we got Cooper Webb and a KTM to our audience at the live show on Friday, that resulted in virtually zero reaction. To me, that's a big deal. But uh, yeah, having Anderson, Muscan, and, and Tomac wasn't getting it. It was just a down vibe. I felt like going in, but this RV thing, however, this happened. It really was a spark. And he looked good on press day, so that only added to the legitimacy. But I guess in the end, what what can you legitimately expect right. you know, in the actual running and battling for the win? Is he really going to be a factor? That's a bit of a tall order. So in the end, he was just riding. He rode well. It wasn't like at any point he was battling for the lead, but I guess, I mean, you can only expect so much, right? It was definitely cool pre-race, though. I feel like that was probably yeah. the biggest buzz. The best retired rider ever, Weech. Yeah, yeah, he keeps throwing that out there, and immediately now people are getting confused because people are like, no, McGrath was better at Supercross, and I'm like, no, he means like... Right now, yeah, yeah. Since retiring, yeah. he's done the most since retiring, not that he's the the greatest rider ever, and now he's yeah, retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he has a point. He's done a lot of shit in the last year. I, it's amazing. I thought he would take his millions and go in the woods of Washington and never come back. This is amazing. This is yes. phenomenal. Yeah. Um he uh, he never started on greats before. That kind of screwed him up. He really said he needed more horsepower. But uh, JT, your thoughts on on his coming out and racing? Well, first and foremost, it was awesome that he raced. That's cool. Like I think he and we said this at the live show. He made the storyline for me. Mm-hmm. I think he added really the only excitement that I had going in was to see how he was going to do. So that was cool. But why would Yamaha not give him better equipment? I, I'm very surprised to hear that. You know, his engine was fairly stock. And for me, it's, if I'm Yamaha, man, I, I throw everything I can at it, especially when you only have one factory guy there with, with Barsha and, and Plessinger not riding. I would have taken every opportunity to try to get him as close to the podium as I could get. And 
getting him a factory engine with you know ECU set up for the start and all the all the tools they have at their disposal. I just I'm really surprised they did not make more of that opportunity. I think it was pretty late in Yamaha's defense, but when the, so what when you don't have engines. I don't. I mean, you, you got to ride with it a little bit, don't you? You got to, you know. I don't know. You I gotta, guess I don't know. I just, man, if if I'm, the, I don't know what they're. You're right. I don't know what the resources are, what's ready and what's not ready. But if I even think there's an inkling of this happening, knowing how cool that is for Yamaha and the opportunity at hand, I call them immediately and say, Hey, are you doing this? If you're doing this, man, let's get you every chance you have, because that is a huge deal for one to get him on a Yamaha at a pro race like this. That's a, a huge opportunity, right? As I've said, this this uh, this attitude of his <laughs> since retiring, it's just phenomenal. It's just is I don't I don't know where this guy came from, Wagant. Well, I mean, we saw it behind the scenes sometimes, but you know, I mean, he is. Yeah, just, I think that's what it is. Yeah. It was just the RV that uh, a few of us were privy to see that I was always hoping would come out. He just couldn't do both. He's admitted that he couldn't be both. Um, I think he was under enough pressure and scrutiny trying to win races, and he knows that if you start throwing some trash talk on, then the pressure and scrutiny goes yeah. up even more. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, if he only had a factory ECU, though, that's a good point. There's another retired rider who <laughs> just had that factory ECU. That's all he needed. He never got it. Um, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's – yeah, fans like him. He's up there. He, yeah, it's, it, it was cool to see. It was really, really neat to see him race. I was surprised he decided to race, and uh, – and he's two RV, and that's it. That's the hundred percent chance that he races a regular round at some point in twenty nineteen. I, I do think so. Yes, I, I really uh, yeah, do. Yeah, I really do. I've yeah. kind of. I think some uh, you know when he told us at the live show that he had never done a great start before, and a great you know the metal grate behind the line, and he didn't have any specific setup or setting or anything for it. I was pretty sure it was over for him at that point, oh. and that bared, that bared out on Saturday night. He just could never get near the front. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpum X18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race Tech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech. Guys like the Hep Suzuki team and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpum X18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. Absolutely. Another interesting subplot, uh, we'll get to Cooper Webb for in a second, but was Chad Reed's return. This is an event he never, he's never done that well at. He's never cared that much about, but this one certainly had more emphasis on it for him. Uh, him and JGR trying to work things out. I got to say, I was confident at Montreal and kind of what I've been hearing and, and, and that it was going to happen. And, and J-Bone and Chris Wheeler from Suzuki and even Chad himself really made this thing sound touch and go for Supercross 19. I, I thought they'd be more confident, Weege, of this happening, this deal going on. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you and I were both there together, so we were getting the same, oh, no, this is definitely not guaranteed in any way, shape, or form. It's not looking great right now, answers. Uh, but what's really telling to me, I, I talked to Ellie Reed for a while, and she seems somewhat at peace. I'm not sure how Chad feels, but somewhat at peace of the idea that this could be it. You know, this could be hit literally his last Supercross of the United States. They're not going to run a team um, like they did last year again. Um, so they've, at least she's looked in the mirror and said, there is a chance this will not happen. And I'm sure Chad, if she knows that, Chad knows that too. So, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Um, he got better each main. First main, he got sh- he got great starts all night long. Uh, he got he wasn't good in practice. He got shuffled back in the first main, and I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then uh, second one, he never really got a chance to see anything. He got uh, he crashed under the bridge. Marv got his leg caught in him in his, um, in his deal. And then but the third one, he got a podium. He got third. Uh, and JT, um, that was a nice improvement from where, where it started. 
Yeah, it was a pretty horrific day, I thought, you know, on, on paper anyway, up until then. The starts were a highlight. He just crushed the start, which I knew him getting on a Suzuki again, that would happen. He just He's a great starter, and then the Suzuki is always good on starts. For I, I think it's just the frame geometry they have stuck with always seems to work on the start. Uh, so that that was a highlight, but then the riding, he just seemed like he never really found a rhythm or, or the pace, and I kind of expected that because, you know, I've been around him a long time and seen him ride so much that I know that if the track is easy and fast, that's a really difficult dynamic for him. He needs the track to be slow, really technical, and you and for you to have to think a lot to put the track together. That's his ideal scenario. And that was just not what Monster Cup was. Monster Cup was, you know, slippery fast and just turn the throttle and, and let yeah. it rip. And he always ha- always has struggled on tracks like that, and we just saw more of that on the weekend. Uh, but similar to how Joey's final main event went where he got out front and, and it was a, a good situation behind him, it was kind of the same for Chad. You know, he really had no pressure. Vince Freezy was back there, but – uh, Eli was really the only one with the speed to come forward, and you know he rode well to get third. No one's ever going to hand you a third place, but it, it was definitely the right situation for him to improve on that last race. Uh, what do you think, Weege? Yeah, it, it is exactly what JT said. It is not a Chad Reed specialty type of race. He's coming to this one in various stages of prep, but regardless, the results have never been that great. Um, so it's like you got to keep that in mind, too. It's easy to get swept up and be like, man, this is an audition. He's got to go up there. He's got to put it on the box. He's got to show that he can run with the front guys. But it's just unfortunately for him, not a race, even when he's super prepared, that he's ever done that before. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the first one I was like, dude, this is not good. He was going backwards so fast. Yeah. But I feel like the riding in the second one, it wasn't going quite as bad. We don't really know because it ended quickly. But I feel like the third one was respectable. Oh, yeah, he got so, a third. Uh, he got a third. Yeah. What do you mean respectable stuff? Well, uh, yeah, and especially in comparison to the way the uh, the uh, first one went. It was a massive improvement. But you're like, so now you, you're you not going to stake your entire resume on one of the ten lap races right. at Monster Cup. It's still like, man, is he going to be good yeah. or not? I, it's still I, hard to say. I, yeah, I, yeah, I do not have a uh, – I don't have – I don't have a view one way or another. I'm still wondering. <laughs> Even though he got third, I'm still wondering. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, to get third in one yeah. race at Monster Cup is not like, snap yeah. it, he's going to win races next year. You just, that's not enough. Right. But on that track, I guess he wasn't going to prove it otherwise. But he had. Sport, you just need him out there somehow. Yeah. I wish there was a way to get him out there. But, but he had. I still love the guy. He had some buzz about how well he's been riding out in North Carolina. So, um. Yeah, but again, as JT said, I don't know how much that translates onto this track for him specifically. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. So we're still left wondering. Um, yeah. As far as getting the deal done, Weeds, like I said, I, I'm, I'm a little more pessimistic than I was after talking to everybody. You? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 It is, yeah. It is, I feel like something is going to have to happen. Something's going to have to change. Like, as things are right now, it's not happening. Right, right, right. they got to um, get a sponsor or something. Yeah. Um, okay, so Cooper Webb came out. Our buddy Kiefer, very high on Cooper Webb on Friday Night's Live Show. Um, he, he, obviously, he's been talking to somebody at KTM because he had all this KTM information all week long. Um, so, uh, I mean, I hate to say it. Eh. <laughs> uh, here we go. Eh. Here we go. Uh, I mean... Anybody see anything? To it's fair, though. That's fair. I don't like to do that, but it's fair. Anybody see anything at all? No, you have to just chalk this up to it would be ridiculous to make judgments in October. I think that's, that's the only thing you can say. Like, no. I, there's no way you could claim that this was like, wow, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But it was okay. It wasn't terrible. And you know what? Again, I always say about this race with the short mains, uh, people at home might not have even seen him. It wasn't horrible. Um, but they don't go deep in the pack because you don't have 20 minutes to get there. So people at home might not have seen him. It wasn't horrible. It was nothing to say like, oh, my God, him on that KTM. It's peanut butter and chocolate. But, JT, you know, JT, <laughs> you're, you're taking huge risks trying to judge how good a rider is going to be in January by watching him in October at an off-season race. Correct. Yes, yeah. especially in a situation where you haven't been riding that much. Preseason testing really hasn't even started yet. So, yeah, yeah I agree. I think uh, it was underwhelming, no doubt. But to think 
that this is uh, you know, foreshadowing for his 2019 season, that would yeah. be very, very hasty. Yep, I agree. Just I was ex- maybe I was expecting a little more flash and dash. I think that this, I mean the starts were brutal. Like you have to get good starts at that race. It, uh, anyone other, let's say Tomac, was the only one that could really could move forward. Yep. But I think you could say the same for most of the guys. Like Anderson didn't. He got second overall, but it wasn't like Anderson jumped off the page at any time. No. Nope. You know. Nope. Yep. So um, it's one of those races. Blake Baggett, JT, just uh, didn't do much out there. Yeah, he had a rough day. He just never felt good. Every time I talked to him, I'm like, man, you look okay. Yeah. you know. And he's like, I feel terrible. I'm like, <laughs> well, you got to get good starts, and the rest will kind of take care of itself. you know. And then that first one, he moved up. He passed some guys. He passed Reed, and then he tipped over. So that hurt. And then he, uh, the second race, he had the whole shot and wheelied, and that put him back. And, you know, and Really, you had to be near the front, so in the first lap or two, you could put in your fastest laps, and then the, ra- the rest of the race was kind I don't want to say easy, but it, it almost took care of itself because yeah. the variance in lap times from, let's say, second or third place to seventh place weren't much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just could not consistently get to the front. Like He would rock it out of the gate, and then for whatever was going on in the first turn, it just mm-hmm. wasn't coming together. And, and the final one, he had the whole shot and went wide and got pushed pushed wide and that marvin mookie you know yeah, drama yeah. uh but uh bowers yeah I, I think the starts were a high point for him he's just got to get more time super cross and get some testing and get comfortable and benny boss couldn't ride he jacked up his knee or cut his knee or something so he yeah he had a big cut going on and um they were scared it was going to get worse or infected so he just chose not to ride and they're just it's it's not a big deal they were just uh, like man if this thing gets worse it could it could linger on and be a real issue uh bowers broke his fingers too in the first race in a crash um Alex Ray broke a back in a crash in the third one, just a stress fracture. Shouldn't need any surgery or anything. So, But A. Ray and Bowers, straight rhythm guys, by the way, too, both out for this weekend. So, uh, so Bowers is out. We knew, obviously, A. Ray was, yeah. was but Bowers is definitely out. Yeah, I don't know if it's definitely, but Bowers told me uh, I can't ride. So, um, uh. What else we got? Um, Malcolm Stewart on the Moto Concepts came back, won Montreal in his first ride, 7-4-6 in this one. So good just kind of you know yeah pretty good i guess it was impressive i mean in practice i bet you if he didn't have a stopwatch or lap times or whatnot there were times i mean he just looks good i guess all the time he's got yeah. a sweet style but he he's good i'm hoping that because is he on the team is this official or is this a chad reed situation i feel like he'll be on the team yes okay one thing Mookie has not had in his two 450 years, he hasn't had an actual run-up. He's basically been without a ride when yeah. Anaheim comes around. And I know people bag on him and say, well, you should just be ready anyway. Um, he and his dad and everybody have said, it's just not the same. If you literally don't know if you're racing, you're not going to train as hard. Right. If he uses this, I actually have a ride three months to prepare properly. We haven't really seen what he's capable of. We know he can ride fast in a heat race. Yeah. Yeah. He looked good at this. Yep. I thought I thought yeah. he rode well. Yeah, JT, what do you think? He uh, dragon back I thought speed. He was good. Dragonback speed yeah. uh, was very good. Shocking. It was, and and I think the important thing for him is he looked good, and there was no legitimate whoops. Yeah, okay, the dragon back, but there was very small amounts of time gap between the front guys on that section. But without a real whoop section, which is his strength. I thought he rode really well because you take one of your strengths away and you're still in the mix, that, that bodes pretty well, and that's a good, encouraging sign uh, for not only for him to sign with Moto Concept Smart Top, but uh, just you know confidence and motivation and everything. Like, hey, man, we're pretty good. Like, let's, let's put in a couple hard months here, and we're going to be strong come January 5th or whatever the race date is. Um, what else? Uh, freeze in that last one? Running fourth for a long time and ended up fifth? Um, yep. Yeah, good job yeah, for good. Vince. Uh, yep. Seventh overall for him. Probably the biggest surprise when you look at it. Josh Grant came back out, got a sixth. Weege, yeah. he may he or may. third. He got yeah, third. Right. Yeah, got third. Third. Three, eight. Weege, the straight rhythm for Josh Grant and Racer X, still in limbo? Do we, can we, do we know? What are we, what's going on? There have been some, um, there have been some changes, some fixes, um, some, some help. Okay. Has, um, has arrived. We Team Racer X, Team JG, we might be okay now. Okay, all right. So, so we needed some suspension help, and right. um, some people that can help, I believe, have been reached. Okay, they all put, right. They put a WP logo up in the sky like Batman style. <laughs> uh, I yeah. was surprised to see him on a Cowie, to be honest, for this thing. Like, if he wants to ride a Husky at straight rhythm, I'm not sure why he, you know, he just didn't come out and, and ride a Husqvarna. 
they said they gave it to him. It's weird. Like, did he leave on bad terms or not? Kelly gave him a bike and, yeah. and I guess, suspension or at least yeah. settings, they said. I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So he, he did well. Uh, Jordan Smith, top 10 for Jordan Smith. Sporting a big beard now. Yeah, you know, I said they should have a 250 class, and I am aware the reason they don't is because the original goal of this event was let's have the 250 and 450 guys race against each other, which is what everyone always wants to see. And in the early days of this event, Tomac one time won one of the main events while he was a 250 rider. He rode a 450 at this race, but he was a full-time 250 rider, and it was awesome. But we're not seeing much of that. Jordan Smith was, is he the only one, I think? Yeah, well, there's supposed to be Euros. Remember, the original plan was for the Europeans to come over, too. Right. I'm glad you said that. Right. So a lot of the original ideas, the Euro thing never really worked. We had Geyser for a lap last year, but that's it. But the 250 dudes grabbing 450s and racing, it hasn't happened much. We're down to one guy, Jordan Smith, who rode well, but it wasn't like he beat everybody. I would sacrifice one Jordan Smith to have Jordan Smith and a bunch of other 250 guys battle it out in two motos of their own. We're not getting enough... 250 dudes. It's not like Cincerillo's racing in, and Plessinger is not even in. He is racing a 450 next year. Zacco, Jmart, you know, the stars of the 250 class aren't even doing it. That'd be great to see, but it's not. That's not happening. Yeah, has not. Right. Ever. So just yeah. just cut your losses and bring them out there on Tuesday. I think too. I th- I'd push this thing back to December. You know, make Ooh, it a true pre-race. Uh, you know, and also it doesn't affect with the destination stuff and. And all of that, and all the testing and everything else, everybody freaking out. I would put it closer to um, uh, Supercross, and uh, you can get a final test settings, but that would involve everybody talking to each other and doing all that, and that's not going to happen. I think you have a hard time getting guys to race in December. I really? really do. Yeah, because it's too close. If you do some, if you have some sort of like minor injury, then you're screwed for you. You know, you risk missing Anaheim one. I don't know. I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think your best bet to get guys to participate is now because if, even if you hurt yourself in a minor way, you're still fine. They haven't even really started testing yet, so they can just ride a week or two and come out and race and see how it goes. December is just such a critical time for everybody trying well, to last minute get ready to add a race in there might be tough it's it's perfect time you can test your settings test your new bike dial it in work on stuff going into the animal well i I understand what you're saying i think there are there's just a few more elements that you're dismissing Uh, i think there's a few elements you're dismissing i'm not i just acknowledged your point i acknowledge yours you did not i did too all right um what else uh amateur stuff uh max voland is, was that a surprise? Why again? I, I, that's, I feel like you, you would know. I, he killed it. He crushed it. He, he looked great. No, I don't think he was. Um, he's in the mix, and, and maybe the guys that might be just a step ahead of him weren't racing. You have to. It's the amateur game. It's so critical to know people's birth dates and ages. So I've been told that Max is young enough to come back and race Super Mini next year. So when he was getting beat by some guys this year, they were a year older. They're yep. guys that can't come back. Yep. So, and then it was, that's like Jet Reynolds and Nate Thrasher. They both didn't race. Um, Thrasher's too big to race with Bruni now. Reynolds got hurt. So, no, I would put him as he was probably the favorite coming in. You had to be stoked, though, because I told you the only reason you have any reason to get excited about any amateur would be if they at least have a connection to an old guy. Yeah, I like that. I do like that, yeah. And, and yeah. Maximus Voland is a rad name. You know what I mean? That's an awesome name. So is Talon. But uh, you never call his dad is Lone Wolf. That's all you ever refer to him as, Lone Wolf. Yeah, Lone Wolf, yeah. Always. I think Max would be too big next year. He's as tall as his dad right now. Like, I don't think he's going to have another year of super many. Oh, maybe. So, for people yeah. who don't know, Talon, Lone Wolf, works at a Cherubis. He's basically a big big guy for American at Cherubis. So, therefore, Maximus runs the biggest handguards around, and he will probably always <laughs> run the biggest handguards around with the Cherubis logos. So, yeah. um, he was good, though, JT. Like, he has good style. Like, he looks really good. Yeah, he did look great. It would have been interesting to see Jed out there with him. Uh, obviously, Thrasher was the story of Loretta's, but uh, he has moved on. Uh, but, yeah, I thought Max looked great. You know, his his move in the Dragon's back section to take the lead to one moto was, was awesome. Um, I just – I still struggle with a lot of those kids out there. I well, just hate to see the big crashes. But Max specifically was awesome. Hold on. You said Jet? I would have liked to see Jet out there, yes. Wasn't he in the All-Stars? Jet Reynolds? Yeah. No. He's hurt. He did not race. Okay. Who's the kid? Who's the Team Green kid in the All-Stars? Um, Hamaker? No, Ryder. 
Rider D. That was in that was in Super Mini. He crashed twice hard. Okay, I'm so confused right now. All right, so I can tell. Di Francesco is the he's faster than Voland. No, he's younger. Uh, he's younger. Really, okay. They don't really race except for here, where you don't have any other okay. class to race. Well, yeah, different age. Did you see yeah. this? Did you see the power of Di Francesco's Cowie out there from? Starts from the outside and like I did. He also weighs about seventy-five pounds. Does he? Okay. Which so helps. he really kind of folded. I hate to say it. Sorry, not sorry. But <laughs> that's the part of this. They don't have yeah. enough. I mean, they ride Supercross. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, this is not their element. Um, you know, it's like Don. They're like Donnie. And and, uh, and so the and the amateur all stars. Um, Shimoda won for Geico. Mumford, my guy Mumford crashed. Too bad. We'll get him next year, Mumford. Um, and then uh, Jalik Swole, uh, Red Dog Sky, on the podium. And then Handmaker was probably the best guy. Didn't get starts. What, 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 do, you, what do you guys think? Yeah, he was coming for yeah. sure, but he ran out of time yeah. both races. So yeah. I guess that's something to hang your hat on. He won it last year, so yeah. I'm sure he's not pumped and not oh, winning again. Was, but he definitely rode good. He was in fly racing last year. Maybe that was the difference, JT. Oh, I didn't want to say it. Okay. All right. Yeah, it could be. I'll let you say it. Um... Wait, so is he a Mitch guy now? Yes. Oh. Yep. Breaking news. Oh, you didn't know that, Weech, so. No, I talked to some folks at Loretta's, and it wasn't like, you know, a guy like March Banks or Forkner, there was never any doubt. But here it was kind of like, oh, we'll see. I think the guys should just, on top of their helmets, have big dollar signs, foam dollar signs <laughs> while they race out there. You know, just to let everybody know that these kids are – 14 years old and making more money than college. He's not 14. You know, I don't, how old are they? I think he's 16. No. Oh. Um, I've heard that Thrasher only has one more year left on a deal and they're going to be like vultures, hawks, cheetahs, lions, tigers, bears, just surrounding him at races next year. <laughs> yeah. I don't doubt it. Um, like six brands all over you. Right. And with, with, with the cases like the monster million, probably. Case. It's like Thrasher right now. Got guys looking like Ted DiBiase with cases of millions of dollars. Just like yeah, yeah. I mean, Thrasher's the Thrasher big fish is, right now. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be crazy. Mathis, you must love it. That's great. It's awesome. It's really, really a sign of a healthy sport. Um, so, uh, um, uh, oh, Nick Waste kid won the KGSC. Yeah. 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 Nice, cool. nice work, Vincent. Yep. Um, yep. So he gets a free bike out of that deal. So that's cool. That is really cool. Um, and that's about it, I think, right? Did we cover it? Everything? Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and uh, Alpine Stars. Monster Cup wrap-up, maybe? I think we're good. What else we got? Anything? Do you have a, a, a Ramit replacement for A-Ray yet? Working on that as we speak. Okay. Uh, Weed, you were involved in the filthy fill negotiations. And, Where are they at right now? Uh, they're dead in the water. Oh. I think you could probably, you could probably, you know, he was, he was not having any part of it, anything at all of coming out. And what about fake Phil? Flat Phil. No fake Phil. Oh, Phil fake, oh, uh, I could get fake Phil. Yeah, but it's got to be. A, he can't ride a Yamaha, so. Oh. Um, I what team you, is Miriam on now? He's on AJE Husky Gas Monkey. Oh, okay. Oh, Gas Monkey Energy Drink. Yeah. What? Gas Monkey? Yeah. Oh boy. Title sponsor yeah. Gas Monkey, I believe. Well, look, I'm I'm buddies with Gas the guys. Gas Monkey Energy Drink, bros. Listen, I'm buddies with the guys from FXR, and there's a 100% chance that I'm getting some sort of fill tribute on the back of Merriam's pants this year. 54 on a Husky with FXR gear. <laughs> we absolutely we we just called him Phil all night. We're like, oh, Phil's down. Fake Phil's yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Um. Four. Uh, okay. I was hoping you were taking the group text offline, and you and Phil were furiously negotiating. But you're saying no. Everything, everything was out in the open on that text with you and. With uh, you and yeah, I was, was hoping. All... By the way, the reason you didn't know, I didn't tell you that JG was getting his suspension was handled because I, I didn't want Phil to be like, oh, I got to raise him, forget it. Oh yeah, so good I, job. I, thank I purposely you. didn't. Right. I tried to make it seem bleak. Thank for you, JG. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it, um, <laughs> Phil. Phil, Phil said he could make eight hundred dollars at, at a in a barn uh, out by his house, so he's not flying all the way to California to make a little more than that. I, I don't. Where are you going to make eight hundred dollars in a barn, Phil? Like, like, what, what, where are these barn races you're talking about? I think you just made that up. You know, DMXS 
as we all know, the original and still best yeah. internet mm-hmm. motocross radio show. Mm-hmm. They're going to end up winning. They did the right move. They just grabbed Sipes as their guy. Sipes will definitely show up and race. He's proven that more than anybody else this year. Yeah. He will show up. Yeah. And we might have zero participation from any other media group, <laughs> and they will once again prove original and still bad. Yeah. This, everybody else is in trouble right now. This whole media thing has just been a shit show for everybody <laughs> but DMXS and Ryan Sipes. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, although, I mean, I was set with A-Ray. It just, yeah, you know. We, 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 yeah. We, sometimes you're the rammer, and sometimes you get rammed. You know? That's, I think... The, Dude, there were like three laps to go. Oh, I know. I know. Um, what was he battling for? What position was this? Uh, he was with Fake Phil. Him and Fake Phil crashed together. <laughs> I think. Or maybe it was Harmon. I don't know. Harman's, he crashed with Fake Phil. Uh, Harmon's on that team, too, right? Or no? Oh, I, uh, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Um, Any other rumors? Any, anything else you hear in the pits? Anything else? You, 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 you two guys? Mm, nope. I don't think so. Thanks to JGR for lunch. It's great. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Um, all right. Barsha? Probably should have gone on the podium, crashed in the third moto. Yep. So uh, he was pretty good. He's He was good. Yep. I talked to him after the race, and like he's a great interview. Like, he used to hate me, and 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 and, but he's pretty good, and yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah, same thing. I, I saw him. I was talking to Jimmy Perry about the nations, and he came out, and I'm like, yeah. "Uh, dude, you don't want to be here. We're talking about the nations." And he's like, "No, nah, I'd love to talk about." The yeah, nations. he doesn't care. He, yep. he just, yeah, he told you the same thing, and he said the fans were awesome all weekend. Really? Um, huh. Yeah, they said every, when he's signing autographs, everybody's like, hey, man, at least you tried. Thanks for going. Heck of an effort. Well, you know, that's good. Because I, feel like yeah. I feel like in the industry, there's a lot of WTF happened. I feel like in the industry, people, when you, you're like, what was that? And, and everyone's just like, I don't know. You know? So well, I think the fans feel that way, too. But it's one thing to say WTF. I, I think the three of us, at least on this call, agree. They did try. They wrote as hard as they could. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three of, yes. Yeah. So I think that's all the fans are saying. They weren't saying, awesome job getting sixth. I think they Keith, say, hey, at least you went out there and tried. Kiefer's theory yeah. on thinking about contracts and the Monster Cup is ridiculous. They're not out there. They're, they're giving it their all. They're not. Nobody's saving. Well, it's only going to be worse now that Tomac came from seventh to first or even oh. seventh to second. Mm-hmm. Late and there's all these comments on our website now, like, oh, I guess it takes a million dollars to motivate those guys. It's just not the same. Like, I never watched them in those motos and thought, look, they're not pushing. It no. never looked like that. Yeah, to me. absolutely. No, they were eating sand and getting rained on and trying hard. Just they weren't moving forward. So yeah, it was like, holy shit, what is wrong? I'm going as hard as I can and it's yeah. not working. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so Red Bull Straight Rhythm this weekend. Uh, we'll probably do a wrap up on Monday also or Sunday. JT, are you even watching the Red Bull Straight Rhythm? Do you have an app? Do you have the app to watch? Uh, we'll see. I'm because, not sure what that day will look like for me. Uh, Jason, uh, Jason has uh, Art Ekman in the booth. Right, right Weech? Art, I do love that. Ekman is coming that. in? Yes. Yes, we had a conference call with Art last week. You think Art had a voice when he was 60? It's something even better now that I yeah, – I think he's in his 70s now. Like yeah. It's the voices at a – you didn't even think it was possible, but it's at a whole other level. Fantastic. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. All right, boys. Uh, Jason Wagner, Jason Thomas, thanks very much. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Please check them out on the web. And uh, Seafoam Gear, available now, JT? It is. It is. We're shipping. Actually, we started shipping Friday, so we're wide open. Is it limited quantities? Like, are you going to sell out? Um, Somewhat, but uh, okay. yeah, I don't think we'll have any problem until maybe spring. Because you had a lot of guys in it, by the way. Yeah, we did. That was awesome. <laughs> It was seafoam everywhere. It was seafoam everywhere. We yeah, it was not limited quantity on Saturday night. <laughs> no, 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 no. Flyracing.com. Weege, go ahead. Oh, we'll sponsor anyone. <laughs> so get the seat. He actually liked that. I thought that was an insult the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah. Supporting I feel, the sport. I feel like. Oh, I'm not scared. Yeah, yeah, we're all in. We want to help as many people as, as our budgets will allow. Bernie Sanders. Cool. Bernie Sanders also said that, JT. Everybody Bernie wants Sanders? Get, yeah. Everybody gets that help from everybody. Everybody's supposed to help out everybody. That's well, it's a two-way street. We're trying to help to grow grow our business as well. Okay. Um, Seafoam gear, available now. Get it at your local dealer. Uh, limited editions uh, um, of fly stuff. Really, really good stuff. It's light hydrogen, right? It's light hydrogen line? Yeah, light yeah, hydrogen, yeah. Okay. seafoam. Yeah. It's just a color seafoam, right, right. yeah. Um, okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. 
See ya. All right, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled the pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts.